0: grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you all ever ever heard the expression that the cobbler's children go barefoot? Or sometimes it's changed like the cobbler's children have no shoes or the shoemaker's children have no shoes. It actually uh, goes back to a book that was published in 1546. It was written by Uh, It was a book of Proverbs written by a man named John Haywood. And the sentiment expressed is that those closest to the shoemaker don't receive the benefit of his work. Everyone else in the town has shoes, but the shoemaker's kids don't have them. Uh, This expresses to a minor degree I'm not trying to make a direct correlation, but to a minor degree, this expresses the birth of Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. We confess in the Athanasian Creed that Jesus is equal to the Father with respect to his divinity. Given that he is God, what earthly dwelling would be adequate for him? if he was born to the wealthiest family? Suppose he was born in a spacious palace. Would that be suitable to the Son of God? To God in the flesh? Suppose that um, his mother didn't have... uh, the animals of a stable surrounding her, but she had a, a retinue of servants that came around and tended to her and, and Joseph's needs. Would that be adequate? You would certainly expect that if this, if this was about a king being born. That's what you would look for. Now, as humans subject to cold, to hunger, to pain, to sickness, we think about those things. What are the earthly circumstances that would be fitting for the incarnation of God? The answer to that question is right before your eyes and your ears because God has revealed to us that he was born in a manger. Was this a mistake or an oversight? Is that what happened? Oh, forgot that he was going to be king. Whoops. We can do better as far as family and as far as the circumstance of his birth. No, this is not a mistake. God willed and orchestrated things exactly according to his will. Jesus was born of a young virgin mother. He was born away from the family's home. They were traveling. Moreover, He was born a frail baby who needed to be fed. He needed to be wrapped in swaddling cloths in order to keep warm. He needed to have his diapers changed. Now, from our perspective, these are not the appropriate circumstances for the Son of God. But we're wrong. And so we stand to be corrected. And we are corrected by the record. God came to earth, came in the flesh to serve, not to be served. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. Will you serve God? Well, you must first be served by God. Like we talked about this morning, David said, I'm going to build a house for you, God. God said, no, buddy, I tell you what, I'm going to build a house for you because that is the direction that God's blessings flow. From God, our Heavenly Father, He rains His blessings down on us. God reigns over death by having given Himself up to death. He reigns over sin by taking upon himself the sins of the whole world. So in this respect, these are the right circumstances. This birth, which is lowly by human standards, is perfectly fitting for God because he is not a God who waits for us to serve him. Now, He is God who loves steadfastly. He is God who shows mercy and compassion. He is God who puts his arm around you and embraces you and says, I love you. And so I give my son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins, to give you a righteousness you could never attain on your own. It is in this setting that the angels praised God, giving glory to him, seeing his work, seeing this come to fulfillment, all of these promises for thousands of years. And he came and they testified to that good news, to the shepherds, to Mary and Joseph, and to all the world. Well, this is the shortest sermon I've ever given. But that says it all. Thanks be to God and Merry Christmas. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.